Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. More possible info on the Joker solo film, Justice League Dark getting a little polished, Suicide Squad production next year, and so much movie news right now. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's DC Movie News. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> God, I was hoping something was going to happen. That could have been awkward. Oh, could have, could have been. What up, everybody? This is the DC Movie News Show. Starting a few minutes late, but hey, we're here, and that's all that matters. We have a full squad. Adam Gertler, Mike Kalinowski, they cannot be here right now. They are in the middle of fighting crime against... The people that are causing crime. I didn't know where I was going with that. But they're doing something cool, and you're going to see it soon enough. It's like when you start talking, you realize you're not allowed to say what you're about to say, so yep. you just make some crap up. That's exactly what I just did. Yep. So they're doing things that you'll see soon, but most importantly, we're all here. We're at DC Movies SK on Twitter, Facebook.com slash DC Movies SK. I'm Johnny LaQuasto, at Quasto. The lovely lady over there to my left, she just got back from Hawaii, yeah. hosting panels galore. I don't even know different kinds of genres and Mostly, mostly comics. Mostly comics. A uh, little bit of Star Wars thrown in. Alan Tudyk was there. Ray Park was there. Played Darth Maul. Nice. A little bit of oh. Marvel with X Men. So you but... had a great time. You have a yeah, brand new shirt really featuring Superman, yes. Flash, Green Lantern, Green Lantern, Batman. That's yeah. cute. Did it come all shredded like that? Yeah, it's Ooh. a company called Twisted Cuts. Oh, cool. And they have their stuff on twistedcuts.com, but they always bring them out. They're local in Hawaii, and they always come out every convention and always get one of their shirts. That's incredible. You said cool Star stuff. Wars stuff. What do you think's going on with Luke? That's a different show. Okay. <laughs> She's Elena Jordan, everybody. Hey. And next to me, this man is my favorite photographer on Earth. He doesn't even go on Twitter. But he has an Instagram. Follow him at Ricky Middlesworth. Go to rickymiddlesworth.com. And just on the front page alone, you're going to be blown away, not only by the stars he photographs, don't stop his, pointing at me. His face is on there, that's why. Yeah, I'm the least worthy person on there. <laughs> just his talent is ridiculous. And actually, he's the reason uh, we have our cool uh, show photo with the four of us and like the smoky, you know, CW vibe going on. Our BVS poster. He's Ricky Middlesworth. Hi, everybody. Good Thanks to see for you, having buddy. me back. Oh, I didn't realize the flash. Is was this distracting? Right, <laughs> my action figure right in front of my microphone like that. Oh, I think it looks fantastic. He's having a good I brought time. Some friends with me today. And the crown jewel of the DC Movie News Show. She's the host of TV fights on Screen Junkies every single week. Find her every. Where on social media at Roxy Stryer. She is the Roxy Stryer. Hello, Holly. <laughs> I wish up, I was girl? in Hawaii. How you I'm doing? trying to get tan and stuff. Too. It's 104 damn degrees here. It's I saw 109. Damn. Are you serious? Yeah. That's what my car said. I got said. off the plane and was very sad. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. when you leave Hawaii, it's Sorry. sadness every time. Did you guys see about that story that's sad and has nothing to do with the show about the person who let, left their dog out attached no, to a pole no, and he died? No, in LA in the heat. I don't 
too oh. sad. No. But there are far worse weather situations going on in America right now. It's so very, very true. Very right. I, for, I should, yep. And I'm I'll just, shut yeah. my mouth right about now. All um, of our positive vibes are with everyone in Houston. I'm sure we all have been to Houston many times. I've been a bunch. I have a bunch of front. My best friends from home yeah. uh, lives in Houston and had to evacuate. And so if there's any way you can donate, I please, I we encourage you to do it. I donated to Red Cross just by texting 90999-HARVEY. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it just takes it out of your phone bill. It's so easy. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. I was actually looking into ways to getting down there because I wanted to go like on a boat and rescue people because yeah. I'm insane. And unfortunately, there was no way to get into the city. Yeah, oh, I, I think that makes you insane. That's very in character that's for you. Very, yeah. I really wanted to do it. Like, one of my firefighter buddies almost got called. Like They're calling people even from out here to go down. And he said the way they would do it is they would fly into a certain airport, transport them, then they would get on some kind of military boat I guess and that's how they get the official see this is where we need Superman in life I know yeah you can yeah. really come help us out we really do Batman but, but not we so can much we real Superman. life superheroes by donating and sending exactly. all of our efforts yeah but with how difficult it is for everyone in Houston you know all we can do is just bring you a good show and all the DC info that you want and we hope it brings you a little bit of solace if you are dealing with a lot of stuff uh, in your life right now so First things first, I would say not a massive week for news. Would we agree on that? Maybe more TV news than anything. It, yeah. there, was, there was good, interesting news this week, but nothing could be massive compared to last week. I feel like last week was the biggest news. My of, head is still spinning from last week. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we're dealing with the aftermath of that, but there's definitely enough to have a full, jam-packed show. And like you said, Johnny... I'm always excited for some TV time. Yeah, I know. We got the brand new theme song, thanks to the homie Matt Volmar. He's the homie, though. That's right. Well, first things first, though. Uh, super Dark Joker. So I, this this is so weird. Yeah. Of all people, uh, Brendan Schaub, I guess, leaked some information on the Joe Rogan podcast this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, Brendan Schaub, former MMA fighter. Now he's one of the co-hosts of uh, Fighter and the Kid podcast. I know him from... I've done a couple stand-up shows with him. Um, he is friends, essentially, with... Uh, Todd Phil he he's Todd friends with Feldman. Todd Phillips' agent mm-hmm. essentially, and I'm trying to bring this up. Here. All right, Feldman so here was here was his quote. His the quote was, "My boy Tom uh, Todd Feldman put this together with Todd Phillips, Todd Squared." That yeah. wasn't part of the quote. That was just me talking. It's dark, like a dark Joker. As a kid, he had a permanent smile, and everyone made fun of him. It's like on the streets of Brooklyn. It's super dark and real. Mm-hmm. That's the quote. Kind of dig that, if that's the case. Uh, yeah, and like when we talk about it's giving us, people are saying spoilers about what Joker's going to be. I think this gives us just about no spoilers. I yeah. feel like it... I think it's so early on anything yeah, could change, too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, I do think it's interesting that we're going to pin down a definitive origin story. And it does seem like that's the direction they're going. This isn't like early Joker with flashbacks and we see in a unique, weird... Boz Lermany twisted esque way, multiple stories or multiple. Se- it's just going to be mm-hmm. clearly here's how he became the way he is, is what I'm getting the sense of. I I come in peace here today. Obviously, I'm on DC Movie News. I love this franchise. I have these toys, but I'm so concerned with all that I'm hearing about this movie, and I'm, I'm not excited for Joker origin. I think it demystifies the character. I'm, I, and even reading this story this week made me less excited. I don't want to see the Joker in school mm. bullied with a permanent smile. I, I just think it sort of pervers. It, it's a perversion of how I know the character to be with the mystery behind him and 
and the backstory that we had already established in the comics. And I just, I don't understand why they're going this route. I will say, though, I... Money? Well, yeah, yeah, but... I mean, but I... Um, it's so confusing. In Hawaii, I got the chance to talk to Jason Fabok and to Chad Harden, who are illustrators and writers for DC, specifically yeah. for Harley Quinn and for Batman. And one of the quotes that when they were talking that I really, really liked was they were talking about how there are many different adaptations of these characters. So you're going to yeah. see many incarnations. And by getting these different incarnations, that inspires different kinds of works, that inspires better works in some people's eyes, that inspires different things. So I feel like getting an origin story where it could be kind of risky, I don't think is a negative because then it's highlighting more focus on this character that so far has been kind of romanticized sure. and people have kind of lost sight of the fact that He's a villain. Like, yeah. he has... It's not a... this. Yeah, but that's a delicate balance, though. <laughs> when you tell an origin story, at the end of the movie, you, you, with the Joker, at least, the audience should be saying, okay, he is pure evil. I don't feel yeah. any sorrow for him. Yeah. But with the, the kind of story where, like, he's walking around the streets of Brooklyn in school and kids are picking on him, like, are we going to start to feel bad for him? Like, oh, I kind of get it. Like, I don't it's think like, that's w- the feeling w- you're We saw to Michael like. Myers as a kid in the Rob Zombie remake, and I just, I didn't think that worked. I don't know. It just it's worrying. That's interesting. Now, that we're getting a new John Carpenter Halloween with Blumhouse. So it's like yeah. boom. If yeah. that hadn't have happened, then we wouldn't have gotten this other work. So I feel like really, even if it is in some ways could potentially be a negative because it does humanize a character that yeah. needs to be dehumanized. I feel like if anything, if it's going to highlight more attention to a character that has been kind of, you know, at this point glossed over and is not really mm-hmm. been delved into as much as it could be in the comic that yeah. as he has been in the comics I think it's cool to bring it on screen I like what Adam said if it's a good movie it's good right like, that's the end pretty of, much you know kind of not like to shut it down but kind of end a discussion like it's gonna suck if it sucks and if it's great then it's gonna be great and then we'll all eat crow here sure uh, m- predictions wise do we are we liking the way it sounds maybe some of us are maybe some of us aren't but if they pick a great story and they tell it well it's going to be good. I'm going to go open, in open-minded. I want yeah. it to be good. It's just with with our TV version with Cameron and Jared and now this version, I just it seems like they're indecisive. It seems like because the DCEU is a little bit shaky, they're look to me it sounded like they're looking for a way out with these Elseworld story because stories if they catch on more with this then okay you have invested your money more in this character and your excitement. We're going to go this route now. Sorry, Jared. It just puts Jared Leto in a strange position. What if people end up loving this version better? I don't well, understand. I don't know how to make movies, but it's confusing. We don't know how far we're going to go into the life of Joker, though. It could just lead up to the point where he becomes the Jared Leto version or something to that extent. Like, I'm intrigued. I'm fascinated by the fact that they might actually do an origin story of the Joker. And which way is it going to go? Because he is a failed stand-up comedian. But now we're talking about him being in school? So there's like... Yeah. It's kind of hard to predict which way they're going to go with it. Who knows how legit his... You know, they, they could have just been like throwing around ideas and yeah. and he'd overheard something. It, and It doesn't have too much merit. Yeah. I agree. Moving yeah. on. Moving on. Gerald Johnstone has been hired to do a polish of the script for Justice League Dark. Uh, he made an impression on the studio with his presentation, but also his 2014 film Housebound really got him in good uh, You know, with WB. And uh, yeah, so obviously this film doesn't look like it's happening anytime soon, uh, but Johnstone's going to get in there and try to fix things up a little bit. It's the new Shazam, Johnny. Swerve, whir, perv, curve. Perv? 
<laughs> Where? Maybe. Okay. And when it comes to dark, you never know. That's Pervs true. All, swamp thing. Perv. Sorry, Adam. Yeah, you know, uh, this is just like somebody is being hired to polish the script. You would think they would wait until they had a director to polish the script based on who the director was going to be so they knew how it was going to be polished. Uh, but they're not. So that's cool. I'm sure he'll do a fine job. I think that's a fancy way of saying we're working on it. Calm down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a lot more revisions considering we don't have a director attached. So I think saying we're polishing it is a nice way of saying we're 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 writing it. We're working yeah. on it. We got we got stuff going. I always yeah. wonder how big what polish actually means. Like, is polish a touch up? Or is polish an entire new paint job? Technically, polish should mean a touch-up. I believe it means a lot more than a touch-up. It might mean a new transmission, new brakes, partial new engine. Sell the car completely, Those, buy a new one. That's the only part Yellow pages, car. pink yeah. pages, It's not just pages. a Chris Terrio edition. It's, um, it's like, it's like a, uh, a Matt Reeves overhaul. <laughs> I, I want to find a way to see Swamp Thing, just like Adam does on the screen. Yeah. yeah. Don't know how we can do it, I but hey. I told you, perf. Yeah, well, there you go. Just kidding. Swamp Thing's not a person. But yeah, so no, it's not going to happen. Uh, it's not going to happen anytime soon. But they are working on the script. So um, here's something that came out this week from Variety. Uh, hearing at the earliest, Suicide Squad Two won't go into production until the fall of 2018 because of Will Smith's schedule with Aladdin and Gemini. Yeah. So, so. this was a, a tweet from Justin Kroll yeah. who said who said that, um, which honestly makes sense because we've known about um, Will Smith and Aladdin for a little bit now, mm-hmm. but I hadn't taken the, f- the time to do the math mm-hmm. about when that actually meant, and I felt like we were talking about Suicide Squad 2 right now, and it seems so hot. We talk about it on the show every week, but the fact that it's probably not going to go into production until fall 2018, the earliest, means we got definitely some time to chill on that. Yeah. Like, we're talking 2020, 2021. Mm-hmm. I think it's there. great news. They have more than six weeks to write the script. Awesome. Good. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Agreed. Take your time. But it, what I found interesting was that they said this will delay Gotham City Sirens and Joker and Harley, and I didn't necessarily I, think that would be true, I still right? don't understand the order of those yeah. things. Yeah, and, I don't know why I mean, they're... It's confusing who's inv- involved in Suicide Squad 2 also. Like, I've heard that they're potentially won't be a Harley in it, potentially won't be a Joker in it. So mm. then what would one have to do with the next? be a much harder sell. Yeah, yeah. Cer- <laughs> certainly. And where there's money, you should probably take it. But I, I've heard that they're going to mix it up there. So cool. we'll see. We'll see how mm. that works. But as long as they have a storyline that makes sense for all three, yes. I'm like, take your time, do whatever yeah. you need. Yes. I'm Give not me a going good anywhere. Movie in two years, better than a crappy movie next year. I'll totally. take it. Yeah. Look, the DC universe waited long enough for the films we're getting now, and obviously Wonder Woman totally paid off. Suicide Squad paid off financially, and so literally let's, paid off. Let's look at it this way: the sequel can't. Hmm, how can I word this? The sequel to Suicide Squad can't be criticized worse than the original. So uh, we can only hope. Don't put that They'd have out to try there. really hard to get like worse reviews. Right? <laughs> yeah. It, let's, I, let's be honest. It's I not. It can't get it. worse reviews than what it got. It, it. You know, you learn from your mistakes. Before you Wonder on. Woman, it was my favorite of the three that had been out. Just saying. Yeah. Hmm. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm becoming a massive fan of David F. Sandberg. Not only a couple weeks ago did he release a fake script from Shazam. It's my movie. favorite story of the entire week. Yeah. By far and away my favorite story. DC Movie News Theater. Secondly, he's got a Instagram account. He's at Pony Smasher. Don't really know what that means. 
But he tweeted a couple of very revealing photos this week. Uh, yeah. Day spoiler alert. Everything about everything. Spoiler alert to everybody. Yeah. Day, Just kidding. Day one of pre-production for Shazam has begun. The first photo was one can of Coca-Cola. And day two, Him he was through out. eight cans of Coca-Cola. That is terrifying. I heard a lot of people tweet. I saw a lot of people tweeting being like, this means something. He's trying to imply that it's more of a Coca-Cola than a Pepsi kind of production going on. <laughs> you know what I think it implies? They've started, and yay! Yeah. That's <laughs> all you know. That's all you know, as he said, day one. I think it implies he needs other versions of caffeine. People like yeah, his zooming teeth are in. in trouble. I feel yeah. like Ooh. if Coca-Cola doesn't send him free cases just to get him <laughs> through this entire shoot, then they have just missed an opportunity. That's not gonna help. I'm glad he has a sense of humor, though, because I mean, he's on the right project for that, right? He really is. I think <laughs> Everything totally. he's been doing so far has been really funny, and I, he's already won me over. With photos like this and with the fake script that we got to do DC Movie News Theater on the show a few weeks ago. Johnny. I love it. What song is that? He's already won me over. Uh, inside, inside of me. You guys, I, my, my husband and I danced and to that song at our wedding. That was our, that was our, yeah. You just got, like, my heart pumping right there. See, it all ties in. Yeah. That's Alanis Morissette. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Usually Johnny Not to knows be my, with my Elena. references. I'm yeah, pretty good. No. Uh, Roxy's references are older than they should be, and yeah. I appreciate them. Yeah. Uh, so David F. Sandberg, say, just the man. I'm so glad to see a caption too. The caption on the with the eight is just on this movie. I might go. I uh, might get to the ceiling or the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm. Um, I'm just so excited that something's actually in production. We've heard about 18 movies that are in development, and finally. We're getting a day one tweet, so that's yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's happening, which is weird because uh, six months ago at this time, no one would have guessed Shazam was going to be going into production <laughs> in early two K eighteen. But you know, it's kind of out of order. Can we talk about the other Shazam story though? Uh, absolutely. All right, because this one. Yeah. Oh, because just while we're on Shazam, mm-hmm. Shazam, Shazam, Shazam. Uh, this to me was the other piece of non news. News. It was of kind Shazam. of a duh moment. Yeah, like <laughs> thanks there, slash. There film. will actually be two actors in the role of Shazam. One is the kid, and one is the adult. Did we ever question that? The quote from it where <laughs> what, they were what, saying, what? "You know, you could use a whole bunch of CGI to just young up one of them." Yeah, if you want to just burn your money. Yeah, I wouldn't want to oh, do that. That seems mean... like way too much of a hassle. <laughs> I think it's just kind of best to have a kid and an adult. But yeah, they, they like, kind of did it with Captain America. Remember when did. Cap was like skinny guy? Well, he also, he mentions Kurt Russell and how they. They did a really good job in Guardians oh, right. with it, but it's like in this movie, it's not intrinsic. Like, why? There's no, there's no need. It's like, just a have two actors. Opportunity to cast some cool unknown kid yeah. in the role. Yeah, just show off an awesome kid. Like, why, why are we CGIing children when there are so <laughs> many child actors? What age do you think we'll get though? Um, what age, uh, Billy? He might be younger than we expect. Maybe like an eight or nine or something. I was thinking maybe. that because I don't think they're gonna go as old as teens. So. No. I feel like brand wise, like they they want to get as many people in the theaters. That they need a you know a really young flavor. And when you look at like the the old old comics, it's you know that's kind of the allure young. of it is that it's aimed at these younger audiences that are like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if your invisible friend was actually this yeah. badass superhero and it's you? Yeah, yeah. And I like the fact <laughs> of you know it's kind of like big in a way. Like I like you, you cast a real human being and I, I just it's more 
it's, it's, it's better than CGI. It's like when they could have CGI'd Killer Croc, and because they didn't, he was one of the best parts of the movie, yeah. and that's why Suicide Squad won. Oscar award winning. You yeah. CG right. when you have to. Like, I had no problem with them CGing in Star Wars Leia or whatever it is. Right. Like, you CG something that you have to CG because you cannot do it otherwise, and that's excusable, mm-hmm. and that works for me. But when you start CGing because that's cool. Just because you can. It's like, what are you talking about? That's probably Duh, why I like Sandberg so much, too, is he's just like, why would I create more work for myself no. when I could just make a better choice from the beginning? If anyone appreciates practical effects, it's DC. You know, yeah. like, especially what they're doing with Aquaman. Like, there's a resurgence of practical effects. Speaking it's of cool. Aquaman, I, like, desperately want Juan and Sandberg to hang out. I just feel like they'll get each other. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, yeah. I feel like they would be such jokesters back and forth. Juan would be like, yeah, man, Shooting this like underwater, non underwater stuff's real hard. So everyone's like, "Yeah, you should, you, you should just cast a couple different actors and like, throw them in the ocean." <laughs> yeah, they're both goofy AF. You're so. right. I think they're both. They would both get along really well. Yeah. Um, and also, we still don't know who Shazam is. FYI. Uh, so yeah, remember still... that time we had Donna probably any day now. Yeah. now. I've been saying that for a year. Really? Yeah. Well, well they we are on day one. Casting will be starting soon. So you know that what? Could be they the love thing. keeping us on the edge of our seats. They're gonna have to cast someone who has a lot of range to be mm-hmm. an adult, acting like a strong adult yet a child. I but mean, not as much range as being able to look like an eight year old. So yeah. right, <laughs> that's a fair point. But I mean, it's I know people are fantasy casting, and there's there's been a lot of words like maybe it's gonna be the Rock, and he won't be Black Adam. And I don't I don't buy that. I think he's gonna be Black Adam. Eventually. I always thought. Uh, Regardless of logistics, because different universes and whatnot, but Channing Tatum, Channing Tatum, Channing Tatum. I always just think he is so perfect for this role. It's crazy. Well, and he definitely won't be Gambit. Yeah. He's still doing that, I guess. Yeah. Oh, sheesh, really? After all this time. He could run the Gambit. (laughs) (laughs) I always just thought he would have been so perfect. No, I agree. I think he could pull it off. And, God, he looks like he could be a Shazam, for sure. Shazam. It's it's tough. Yeah, I, he'd be good mm. too. Major Armstrong says Alan Rickson, uh, the Ninja Turtle guy, right? Army Hammer, John Cena, D. Wizzle's joking about that. <laughs> John Cena has the physique for it. I don't. Maybe maybe he could pull off the childish antics. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Put it this way, he's John Cena. If they want to go that route, he has a bigger following than any actor they can cast because the pro wrestling world has a bigger social media outreach. Like, I don't even know how many millions of followers John Cena has. So that could be something. That, that'll be a guaranteed box office, I think. Do you think there's any way they would be able to keep it under wraps if The Rock was Shazam until the movie came out? As long as like, they didn't... Is there any way? As long mm-hmm. as they didn't tell The Rock he was Shazam. <laughs> if it was just like a, what I imagine Keanu Reeves' situation was, where he just yeah. shows up and they're like, this is what you're doing today. If they, if they told him he was filming <laughs> Baywatch 2 and didn't tell him it was Shazam. Oh my god. Oh my god. Maybe, maybe that's about pretty it. Pretty epic. Uh, so Ezra Miller talked to Flash, and Elena, take this quote away because it was pretty bad. Oh, I love it. He was talking about how the the Flash is going to be this big fanboy in Justice League, and he's like, imagine a 13-year-old Metallica fan who uh, Metallica says, hey, we lost our drummer in a freak accident. You got to play drums now, man. And he's like, I don't even have drumsticks. 
Just wow, I like have it highlighted here for her to read, but she memorized it. Yep, that's so, incredible. That's um, pretty funny. This yeah. is why I love <laughs> Ezra Miller as the Flash because he base he's basically describing himself. I don't yeah, know if you've seen him. As an actor yes! too. Yeah, but he's a huge fanboy. Like especially when you see him talk about Fantastic Beasts in the Harry Potter world, he was a big Potterhead before he got cast. He gets so excited about these Potterhead. roles that he's playing. That's, that's my favorite. Yeah, though, that's what they the call each other. Who are fanboys of, and fangirls of their own? Yeah, work. they put I their love it. into their project and. He's so talented, it clearly shows. Yeah, and I think it's great for him that, you know, he cut his teeth on some real moving, like, perks of being wallflower, things that you can really yeah. bite into. But now, the things that he's loved his whole life, he gets to participate in, so yeah. it's like He's such a unique kind of celebrity. He's he is. always He's, like, walking around in, like, half-drag all the time. He's so fun. Yeah. And I he's like already won me over in the trailer. I mean, the, the few little spots he has. It looks yeah, so yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you already won me over in the trailer. Oh. Although I, I it wasn't spiting me, I was already gonna like the trailer. Mm. Yeah, get it, dig it. <laughs> um, this is a uh, pretty obvious news here. Joss Whedon is getting a writing credit on Justice League, nice. as you would assume me. I mean, yes. he's completely changing around the story, uh, so I would hope so. I'm only surprised well, they haven't announced if he's gonna get a directing credit, which I feel like gotta. He's got to get at least unless unless he volunteers not yeah. to. I mean, if they if the rumors are true, then they, and they got rid of the whole dark side cliffhanger ending, that's a lot of work that's, to uh, rewrite yeah. and reshoot and redirect. I'm not worried about Whedon getting a director credit. I'm worried about Snyder getting a director credit. Really? Yeah, I don't so, like think it, if they it would does do well. That. Yeah, yeah. I don't even mean like credit as in on paper. I mean the credit, like who's getting, mm. who's gonna get. Right. the praise for it and I'm worried that if the movie crushes everybody's gonna be like that had nothing to do with Snyder it was I don't know I Eden. feel like I feel like and I keep going back to this I feel like Snyder does such good action sequences and Josh does a lot of such credit. good dialogue that I yeah. feel like if it's a perfect combination of the two it'll kind of highlight to the audience that look each of these men focus on their own forte and mm-hmm. that's what came together to make a really good movie I mean it hasn't come out so I'm just assuming it's going to be a really good movie yeah. but if that is the case and they both mm-hmm. focus on what they're really good at then I feel like any of the die hard meaty dialogue scenes that are giving us real character development we can chalk that up to Joss yeah. and I feel like any badass action sequences that you just can't look away I think that that's going to be Snyder 100% Ginger yeah. Weatherby says uh, he can't get a directing credit because Zach did the principal photography that's not true that he can't. No, definitely can't. That's not the rule, yeah. But I don't think Joss is going to be pining to get a director credit. The guy already has enough uh, credentials. He already knows what he's doing. Everyone knows what he's doing. And out of respect for Zack Snyder, I don't think he would really request it. I don't know. He could use some good publicity right now. Mm. Good point. Yeah. I, 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 we can't take away all the contributions that you know because I've ripped into Snyder before, but like if it weren't for him, like we wouldn't have had. He brought in his production designer, he brought in mm-hmm. his editor and his costume designer and the cast. Yeah. We wouldn't have visuals, had all those people. Any poster, well. any screen grab, that's Snyder. Yeah, I feel yeah. like dialogue is going to be Whedon. That's and why we have Henry visuals, and Ben and Gal and which is a which good honestly yeah. is a great thing because Suicide Squad was for me ninety percent visual and I still really liked it. I yeah, felt like the yeah. story was really weak, but the visuals were strong enough that I was into it. Mm-hmm. So and I feel dialogue like was if we whack. get yeah, but I'm saying if we get Joss Whedon dialogue, mm-hmm. sure. if he had gone into Suicide Squad and was like, let me dick with this a little bit and fix it, yeah. I feel like you gotta, you would say that. Sometimes let you gotta, me dick with it. You gotta, <laughs> sometimes you gotta dick with the dialogue. Yep. Yeah, all the time. Sometimes, often, frequently, dick around. Yep. 
What? It's a phrase I'm going to be using from here on out. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. That much. You're welcome. Uh, Wonder Woman exclusive. This is really cool. Uh, Etta Candy was one of the many bright spots of Wonder Woman. Um, <coughs> just a hilarious performance uh, by Lucy Davis. And they released a... Essentially, it was a deleted scene that included notes from Patty Jenkins. Am I correct on this? I still, I wanted to wait to see it until we actually were on the show, so I'm kind of excited for this. Um, yeah, well, we'll watch it, so you can check it out. I think yeah. we could. It looks like it's a 43-second scene. So, uh, yeah, if we can cue that up, up. That video, though. She is so great. Yeah. I'm bummed Basically, that she's not going to... Conce- oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm bummed she's not going to be in the sequel if it takes place in the 80s. Oh. Her character won't be around. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, she might she's be. She's so funny. She could be super old. Oh, okay. Wait. Oh. That should be really old. CGI your face. <laughs> Just like a little in, insider baseball for the rest of the show, Anthony. Anything that has star video next to it, um, that's what we want pulled up. Yep. Um, but I like that Jenkins explained to get to get back to the why there were no cut scenes, and now we're seeing a cut scene. Which she said, "Look, this was conceived after we wrapped." So, oh, All right, here let's we go. Check let's it check it out. Nice. Nice. Boys. How did I think I would find you here? I love this her charming establishment. Where you go, the other it is our first mission. Top secret. The war is over, but the good fight goes on. Cheerio. So, Sorry. after the bombings in Liege, along the West Belgian front, the powers that be found something. It's very old, it's very powerful. And they want us to recover the artifact and deliver it to the Americans. Don't dig around. I mean, we don't want it in the wrong hands, do we? Woohoo! So charming. I love it. Yeah. There's uh, going to be more on the DVD, but that was a sneak preview. Did you guys buy the digital, or are you waiting for the Blu-ray? I'm waiting. Same. I'm waiting for Old the Blu-ray, school. but yeah. I, I almost want to get both. I know, I was thinking about doing that, too. I also hate when I'm traveling and I don't have the digital with me, and I just, like, you have to bring something. I, I like both. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One for yeah. home, one for the go. Shout out to Leslie Jones, because she was Instagramming about that, about how much she loves Wonder Woman, and she was like, I bought the digital copy, I have the Blu-ray coming to my house, I have all this stuff. Yeah. Like, yes. Awesome. It's great when, for traveling, for people, I'm telling you, it saves you, like, with Netflix now, being able to download yeah. stuff. Yeah. Which, oh, I have man. to say, real quick, plug for Johnny, because what? I downloaded your album to listen to on Aww. the plane on nice. the way to Hawaii and Woo! I loved it. It's so good. So everyone's got to buy it. It's amazing. It, go to Quastoalbum.com and oh, get it. And who did the artwork for good. it? Ricky Middles. Yeah. But did we talk about how we made Yeah. Yeah. It's cute. Like, oh yeah, because it's up there the whole time. Oh, those your, oh, that's right. Your ridiculous pants. Oh, my God. Are those the ones we ripped? Oh, yeah. I borrowed the pants from Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about no, that. No, not the, the, the fun pants, the janky pants. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Actually, We two had of, a wardrobe malfunction that day. We did. Two of the yeah, outfits two, on my two. album cover, no. the, the, the red, white, and blue pants are Elena's, and then the guru, oh. my guru outfit, it's Elena's, but it, it's, it's a woman's size. And what you can't tell in the album is it was so small, the garment was stopping right above my boobs. It was and like so, a cute little like sweetheart like off-the-shoulder thing that we had yeah. to <laughs> so Photoshop. In, so in post, this genius added more garment and made it look incredible. <laughs> Just gave that's you some awesome. shoulders with it. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> But thank you for... That's cool. You have to listen to it on the plane. Yeah, I yeah. loved it. That's so awesome. That made me very happy that I got to... That's why you need to it. And that it was good. Hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Well, so I download am, it, guys. It's I, good. I'm indeed honored. Uh, Steppenwolf <laughs> Halloween mask is now available. Yes. Yeah, so it's th- cool. talk about actual spoiler alerts, Ugh. though. Yeah. First, know, earlier right? in the week, I think that they released, it was a Steppenwolf either toy or yep. some company yeah. did. Well, this is much more detailed. And this, yeah, this was yeah. better of the face. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So who knows how legit, but damn, there's too a legit, lot of too legit to quit. Yeah, a lot of detail. I don't know. This. I'm thinking I might do like sexy Steppenwolf for Halloween. Oh please, no. Yeah. Please, no. please. Well, I feel like the face I don't is know kind what of look general. Like. Shirtless? Yeah, it would just be. I mean, it, like, sexy anything. Just that's what yeah. Halloween is now, right? It's the weirdest <laughs> thing ever, though, because the movie won't even be out by Halloween. Of, yeah, that's true. How can you get excited to be Steppenwolf when you've never seen him in a movie? Um, because I feel like when I was a little kid, I used to go to the store and whatever mask was the creepiest, I would wear. That's what you like. So this one I does mean, a pretty good job. His chin looks very testicle-like, so that's pretty. Oh. Creepy. <laughs> yeah, that might yeah. be the creepy. Some people call it a butt chin. You call it a balls chin. Well, look yeah. at it. It doesn't even look like a butt. It's... My favorite mask to wear on Halloween as a kid was the Carly Beth mask, the Goosebumps mask. Oh yeah. I had the overalls oh, and everything. Yeah. There's, Did no you like, there's no line. There's no line. Yeah. Did you yeah, like Goosebumps okay, better than Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah, you can oh, choose God. your own adventure with Goosebumps. Shout out to Deadcast, my friend's Goosebumps podcast. Oh, I feel like this I used was... to watch Artie for the Dark. My mom would get cinnamon, and we would sit, and she would throw it into the fireplace, and we would watch Aww. it together. Yeah, oh. I feel so like shout out to my mom cool for mom. being awesome. I feel yeah. like Goosebumps and matching rocking chairs. I feel like Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark were after my time, maybe. What? Maybe not. No. Go back, watch them. Watchers Woods, the creepiest. I was probably too of old for the, the show. I mean, maybe if you were up, too it's cool. so creepy, it's scary yeah. now. It may have been a cool cat. Well, I know R.L. Stein wrote them. I know that one. Yeah. Yes. I. <coughs> Sorry, off topic there. Off topic, but <laughs> totally, Johnny. What do you got? Uh, not at all. We have a, a Walking Dead actor who wants to play the Joker. A lot of people throw on their names in the ring to play the Joker. Obviously, it's the role of a lifetime. And once mm-hmm. Jared Leto was cast, a bunch of people rolled up their sleeves and were like, "F my life!" Now he's there. My question is, why are so many middle-aged white dudes throwing their name in? Like, <laughs> what part of young you not, don't yeah, you understand? What, what, exactly. What aren't you understanding? Origin story. Uh, I don't think his origin story starts circa age 30, 40 something. Like, y- but you've got to be. Thing is with the Joker is an origin story is until recently we really didn't know what time period. And because yeah. the Joker could actually originate, if you look at Harley's origin story, she was Dr. Harleen Quinzel up until. In her 20s. Well, in, right. And so, Jack but Nicholson. not in her 30s or 40s. Mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson's origin, he was, you know, in his 40s, I think. In that yeah, movie. fine, maybe. But, but the way I the just mo- think that movie... the way that... It, well, first of all, we yeah. just got potentially that he's in school. So right, then right. you're that big kid with a smile who's like... 40 in class, which is weird, unless you're the teacher. But it was actually adult. (laughs) I read this guy's... (laughs) I don't know much about this actor, but I read his his quote, and it kind of irked me. He kind of made a a comment at uh, Heath Ledger's expense. It it says basically the role... Oh, go ahead. You can read it. Oh, it says, it'd be fun. I mean, it seems to screw everyone up, whoever does it. Yeah. Uh, fuck you. They, Sorry. They, they end up going a bit crazy, except if you look at Jack Nicholson's Joker. But what I was reading, and I'd love to do it, is the younger, like, how the Joker became the Joker is what they're working on. So I'd assume it would be a younger person, but that type of character, there certainly would be a lot of interesting things to explore with him. I'd love to do my own different take on it. So, yeah, yeah if I you're don't. offering it to me, I'd take it. I don't think this was the most... Um, Eloquent, eloquent way of putting what he was trying to say. Mm-hmm. I don't so think they're talking single... about someone's mental health like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, not many actors would turn down the role. So I understand him saying, "I mean, it'd, it'd be fun." I mean, but then after that, it goes downhill. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just say it would be fun, and then say you really respect everybody who's taken on the role, uh, and it, and it could potentially be harder than you imagined. And leave it at that. <laughs> like, yeah, just yeah, not the best quote. He is a very talented actor. I'm though. sure he is. 
Um, but yeah, I'm thinking that they're probably going to cast a, a teenager. Yeah. Or somebody in their 20s I mean, to play teenager. Did you see Cameron Monaghan tweeted? Yes, I did. Or Instagrammed? Yeah. I love him. It, it, He's great, but I don't to, think it's going to happen. It's going to have either. to be a progression, because it's their decision as to what they show as far as his age progression and... I don't know. It's it's tough. And call. what they see. A lot of people were um, fan arting uh, Bill Skarsgård, who plays Pennywise in It. Yeah, because you know he's got that yeah. kind of. Cre- he, he looks kind of like the, a younger version of Jared Leto's Joker, but um, I mean, I don't know if WB would cast him as two evil clowns in the same year. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, so here's that opinion piece from Variety magazine. So last week on the show, this had just kind of come to light as we were basically broadcasting, so we didn't really know a whole lot about it. It's also a hard um, thing to talk about. Like, yeah, well, James Ugh. Cameron's a dick. Uh, we'll just say that. And at least in this scenario, he is right. He's he, dicking around. He, he was. No, but he, uh, unfortunately, he's not dicking around. Not in a good no. way. He's telling the truth to his truth. Yeah, and his truth is is um, unfortunately rather chauvinistic and antiquated, um, which is a shame. But you know, I'm not going to read the quote what he said about Wonder Woman and, and Patty Jenkins. But we just wanted to say we think it's ridiculous because we didn't get a chance to really talk about it much last week. Um, obviously, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but then everyone also has is entitled to responding to that opinion. And obviously, the entertainment industry has done that. I really love this Variety article. He uh, the the person who woman read, uh, sorry, wrote it, the female Claudia Eller, I believe is her name, mm-hmm. the co-editor in chief. Uh, she titled that James Cameron owes an uh, uh, owes all female directors an apology, mm-hmm. and it's an opinion piece. But it's not just Patty Jenkins, and I agree. This is a is disgusting to all female that are working in the industry or just breathing air um, in general. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I thought that that was a lovely notion and yes yeah, screw you Cameron well you guys you two can obviously speak to this better than I ever could um, but you know I, it just seems like he's saying you can't be a feminist you can't be a powerful woman and be beautiful at the same time and it's just that's so it, absurd you're why can't they coexist why can't you you be beautiful and you know and yeah. and he sh- his choice to go after the movie rather than celebrate the movie and and contribute, you know, it's so strange something though because positive. A lot, I've heard a lot of people so... being like, jealousy is a factor here. And it's like, what is he jealous of? He's one of the biggest mm-hmm. human beings of yeah, all sure. time. Yeah, sure. He's like, written some great mean? female characters. So It's what are you just kind of, of an intrinsic notion, unfortunately, for a lot of older generation in Hollywood, is that women, especially, you know, this also goes back to comedians, is you can't be an attractive and funny female comedian, is yeah. what a lot of people think, and it's very frustrating. Yeah. You can't be a smart and talented and beautiful director, or a smart and talented and beautiful actress, who, yeah. and it it is very demeaning, where it just strips people down to the point that you have to pick almost the Spice Girl mentality of which persona do you want to be and you can only be that you can't be a multifaceted yeah, person. Yeah, what he's doing sure. is... Ginger or maybe. Maybe I want both. Well, you have Sorry. to be... Yeah. It's like the way the entertainment industry works is you have to be typecast at first and then once you reach a certain level of success then you could start to say hey, there's other sides of me but it just wants to put you in a box and like unfortunately... Chris Pine, he's... Oh, yeah, go ahead. Unfortunately, the entertainment industry is always going to be image-based. It's always going to be immediately... What's, what's my first impression when I look at you? And, that's yeah. why I also love now the internet generation that we can have audiences directly respond and say to people who have been, as we say, up yeah. in the golden towers who have been isolated from the public who say, you know, fans don't want action figures of the female superheroes because those don't sell. They now have fans coming back saying that's not true. They get the pushback. They get, yeah. you know, they get 
people responding to Cameron's quote. They get this yeah. huge influx yeah, of people it, saying, no, that's incorrect. And I feel like now is a very pivotal time in Hollywood that we're starting to see yes. the shift. And I feel like Wonder Woman specifically is going to have a lot more impact historically looking at film history than people are really giving it credit right now. I agree. Yeah. And I and I also think just even more like you're talking about morally and all the as a as a businessman, what a weird play. Yeah. Like yeah. to put down an up and coming. I don't mean up and coming because she's that new. I mean up yeah. and coming because she hasn't created that many films director who everybody is loving who probably has idolized you at one point in her life yep. and yeah. like if you had tweeted at her being like I loved this film or reached out she yeah. probably would have some camaraderie thrilled. yeah it's just such a weird move because they say treat people on the way up the same way but it's a, it's a man down. Yeah. it's a man in his position defining what a woman should, should be. be and it, man that's tone no deaf yeah. and look the last thing anyone his age should be thinking he knows is women you know yeah it has nothing to do with even his age it's just like him in general as a person yeah it's just a weird play a uh, business it's wise just, doesn't yeah. make sense as a human being it doesn't make sense right uh as somebody who's supposed to relate to characters and be able to direct females well it doesn't make sense but we've also got kind of a cool conversation going not that like i appreciate his comments but now we're you know people are talking are about talking it. about yeah. how messed up it was exactly which <laughs> yeah. i think also kind of Ties in well to uh, the next story that oh, you yeah. found. Oh, yeah. Let's get some about... positivity here. So at Sri Lankan Comic Con, there were two... Uh, Which I two... didn't know existed, by the way. <sighs> They're everywhere. There's Comic Cons yeah. everywhere. That's awesome. Uh, two... Fly me out to that one. Yeah, two lovely ladies uh, decided to dress up in their, as their own version of Wonder Woman, and they, they posted on social media. I guess they were getting ridiculed uh, on this social media. This was so strange, because yeah. first of all, like I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be rude here, but... Um, these women are objectively beautiful. Like, they're, it's yeah. not even yes. like, you know, sometimes you see somebody and they're a little offbeat, and to you they're beautiful, but yeah. maybe not to the public you could understand. But, like... I was confused. These, well, like, what are they talking about? These, these women are beautiful, and they look, like, happy and strong, uh, and they were getting and ridiculed. And their costumes are amazing. And their costumes yeah, are great. incredible. Yeah. And they were getting ridiculed for being not beautiful and too skinny. Which was like the same thing Gal Gadot dealt with when she got cast. Yeah, but which I talk about tone deaf. They're also not getting cast though. They're they're cosplaying. Like yeah. you have a problem with their their body type as cosplayers, which what? I really don't get. And like I don't know if these people understand cosplaying is freaking hard yeah. to get it movie accurate and fit. I mean, it is legit. Yeah. You, well, part of the reason that I love cosplay at. too so much is that it breaks down so many boundaries and it breaks so many borders and yeah. it really opens up the mind, hopefully, I'm uh, hoping at some point, of casting directors and of people because nobody ever, you know, walks up and says, I love your Sri Lankan Wonder Woman or I love your Asian Wonder Woman or I love your, you know, black Batman. You say, I love your Batman. I love your Wonder Woman. It's irrelevant. Can you imagine? Gender doesn't matter. Yeah, and it's one of those things where people, they just celebrate the character and the love for the character and all the demographic things just fade away. And so to see somebody attacked for body type... Not filling out their suit right or something. It goes against everything that I think cosplay stands for. It's really cool, though. 
Because that, yeah. that Twitter and social media like stood up for them yeah, so Yeah, the cosplay yeah. community, I think, the, just rallied so hard for that reason. And, and Patty Jenkins herself, even. She, yeah, she, and there have been people that have added them to actual Wonder Woman movie yeah, posters now, which make is really them, incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's, it's just, just the cruel irony. Yeah, it's like the, the, the movie itself is about empowering females and here you are bashing a female for your the body type do you understand what you're doing yes no they don't they have no idea also what it was also strange is like they're behind a bunch of armor like i cannot tell you for certain what either of their body types are they just look beautiful and they look like they're behind a bunch of armor i don't know i think they look amazing (laughs) yeah so it's just the internet and it's the worst sometimes. People, you know? Yeah, people just hate just to hate. But I love that there's more love than hate. And I think that that's very Wonder Woman of all yes. of the fans to yeah. be like, look, let's celebrate love. There's always going to be hate. But as long as we rally together and we stand up yes. for everybody, love yes. will always prevail. And if you two ladies are listening or watching, keep cosplaying and wear those costumes We're everywhere awesome. you go. Even if you're not those ladies, just yeah, you in general. Everybody. Do it. Ladies, Anybody fellas. can be Wonder Woman. Yeah. That's right. I think it's time for TV time, right? Is it? Is it? Is It's time for Whoa! Oh, I haven't heard this. Johnny's fine. Adam's cooking so divine. Also, Mikey, Christmas time. DC movie news. It's time to talk. TV time. Whoa. What's up? Yeah, that is legitimate. So legit, right? Pretty solid. Uh, so, speaking of Comic-Cons... Do you think that it, I took too long with that transition to say speaking of Comic Cons because we haven't been talking about Comic Con for a little no, bit? No, it worked. It worked. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. that's perfect. Yeah, just, just checking. I loved it. Uh, speaking of Comic Cons, we already knew that Michael Emerson was going to be in Arrow. In case you guys are not a massive uh, fan of him, like I am. Oh, cool. He is. Com- he comes from Person of Interest, which you might know him from, but obviously, me lost. Like he is, and also one of the best villains returning of all time. to the DC just, world. He played the Joker in The Dark Knight Returns. Very, yeah. very true. Very true. Uh, and cool. he's he's a pretty cool guy, and he's kind of eerie and creepy. And we don't didn't know exactly which way his character would be going in um, Arrow, but we knew he was going to be. It's either returning or reoccurring. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those two. So he'll be in multiple episodes at least. But we got a little more information on him, which is, quote, this character that we're having, Michael, play is somewhat similar to people he has played in the past. That's from Miracle um, co-producer, I believe, of the show. Cool. But we had many conversations with him about how to make it different and what elements we could bring to the character to change it up. So that would make my assumption that he's going to be some, like, super eerie, on edge, could snap, could not, it very intelligent The, the whole show's guy. on edge. That's <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, I'm this far into it. Uh, they also commented on how he is to work with, which I always just want to give a shout out to actors who people say this about. He's a dream to work with, and I think he's doing an amazing job. We've seen some of the dailies of some of his episodes, and he's just fantastic. He's a really understated, subtle actor, and that brings a different energy on set. It's great. So I love go. that. Sweet. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so Vixen, they took down that link, by the way. Oh, man. No longer a Vabes. Who says? Uh, YouTubes. The YouTube says? I just went up there and it's not available. Uh, the YouTube said to us? But the uh, Gotham okay. well, preview I'm gonna, I'm gonna is tell available. You, no, but I'm going to tell you what the Vixen 
video is because okay. that's the relevant part. It's not okay. actually being able to watch it, but the interesting part about this Vixen video that was posted is that they announced that they're doing a two-hour broadcast debut. So if you guys are fans of Vixen and you've been watching it digitally, they're going to do a two-hour broadcast. And I don't know exactly what that's going to look like in terms of if it's going to be all new footage, if it's two hours of th- partially things you've seen, partially new stuff. I believe the video did... Uh, lay it out for us, but now it's down, and I'm wondering whether that's because they spoke too soon. Or Maybe. I'm what? sorry, I don't know what Vixen is. What is so Vixen? Vixen was on CWC. Do you know what that is? Oh, okay. So the digital thing. It, it is yeah. a DC animated series where it's shorts every week. There were like five minutes. Okay. Uh, and then, remember, the character Vixen came over to... Legends, Legends of Tomorrow, and I believe an episode it. of Flash yeah. or something. I got to catch um, up. Yeah, and now we've got li- live action Vix- Vixen, who was Vixen's granddaughter back in time. Some some story like that. Cool. Uh, but she emulates an- the power of different animals. So with her, she doesn't actually have the powers. It's in her necklace, uh-huh, uh-huh. and she can like be an elephant and have the strength of oh, that, or yeah. be like yeah, a yeah, hawk yeah. and can fly. All different. Kind of things like that. So that's Vixen, uh, which is pretty cool if you've ever checked it out. I'm and, a fan. Oh, on Arrow. Thank you, Vixen was on Arrow. Not by the way, this is breaking. We can't really get to it. But um, apparently Warner Brothers just uploaded a new Wonder Woman video with Etta explaining the Amazons. So it's on the WB website. I, had, sure. I thought I had seen that. Um, yeah. There was a couple things they had uploaded that are going to be on the Blu-ray. So there but you yeah, go. Johnny, sorry, you were um, segueing us into Gotham. Yeah, if you want to mm-hmm. watch the preview, we got it. So Gotham in general, just so you guys know as we're pulling that preview up, is moving to Thursday nights. And what you're going to want to look out for in this preview is this brand new Batman look. <laughs> uh, and oh I truly do not know what to make of it. It's a... Uh, I didn't know this was happening so pretty, soon. pretty... It's uh, pretty nifty. Okay. Never want to describe that. Moves to Thursday. I can make a difference, Alfred. I know I can. So Gotham needs more people who are willing to fight for her. There is time for masks, and there is a time for Bruce Wayne. Very true. The dirty work. As you guys know, I'm actually starting to love this show. It's dangerous. You're engaging with villains. I feel more alive than I've ever felt before. Gotham season <laughs> premiere Thursday, September 21st on Ooh, Fox. Yeah, so, little baby Batman. So he's got a, okay. a look going on. Yep, it's a it's a look. They're doing their own thing. They're doing their own thing. <laughs> yep. Uh, I don't really have much more to say about that than that. I'm sure David is super excited to be wearing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Johnny, I know that you found a little bit of TV time news that you wanted to chit-chat about, like Dick Grayson. Uh, yeah, that actually... Oh, we're getting to my favorite news of the week. That actually just dropped. Uh, so there's going to be... We mentioned the, the Warner Bros. is going to have a digital channel, a DC digital channel coming out next year. And Brenton Thwaites is going to be playing Dick Grayson on the live-action Titans series. I'm so here for Brenton Thwaites. You okay? are? I'm so sad he's not Brenton Thwaites in the, in the, <laughs> that he's not Nightwing in uh, the DCEU. Why are you here for Brenton Thwaites? Uh, purely physical reasons. Because he's got reasons. a good look to yeah. him. Question. I've Just been obsessed with him for a while, and that's the only reason I went to see the new Pirates movie. I was going to ask you, did you enjoy it? I have not seen it yet. You know, it's fun. <clears throat> like, those Pirates <clears throat> movies, they're kind of like, you don't go in expecting 
that it's changed the world. It's just sort of like an, another drop in the hat. They're always fun. And, and Definitely he's, worth having a drink before. He's got, yeah. He's got, like, a great, like, British charm, you know, heroic, mm-hmm. love-struck really, thing going for him. They're putting this cast together, you know, with Starfire, Raven. We Every week, I feel like we've got one Titans cast, one, yeah. one member of the team cast. Yeah. Uh, so, slowly but surely, this is coming together. I know that for a while we thought that it was on TNT, and now we know it is not. No. Uh, but... I imagine the casting process was like send in your headshot for for Nightwing specifically. Send in your headshot and send in your butt shot because give me your butt. You got a we lot to live up butt. to. Yeah, it's all about Nightwing. They butt. cast from top to bottom. Yes, um, another cast. I'm going to leave that alone. Uh, Black Lightning has actually cast their version of uh, Tobias Whale. Uh, it's going to be I don't know this gentleman. Um, he's a he's from Los Angeles. He's a rap artist. Uh, Marvin Crondon Jones the third. Um, Wow, great get for him. I mean, it's uh, he, he certainly looks like he could play the role. What was interesting was when <clears> I, uh, at Con-Con, and you can go check these out on After Buzz, when I interviewed the cast of Black Lightning, uh, I was talking to Cress Williams, who's playing Black Lightning, and this is off-camera, but I can share it. They have not done it table read for a, an episode yet, or at least they hadn't in July. Oh, like, they, this is not... That's why I was surprised to hear another piece of casting news because as of the end of July, this show has not been, you know, they've not, they're not filming. They haven't even done the ta- first table read. Uh, so that I'm glad to hear that there's some momentum behind it because I'm thinking that this is probably going to be a January mm-hmm. kind of situation going on with CW, like a mid-season filler. Could be. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. Definitely yeah. not uh, with our fall lineup. And is that's that- probably a good call. Yeah, I agree. Is that all TV time? Uh, well, the, uh, the one last thing that I want to say about um, TV time was Preacher. There is another episode of Preacher, and I won't give spoilers because Adam isn't here to geek out with me over it. Mm. You're, you're not watching Preacher, are you? No. Oh, my God, you have to get there. It's just so freaking good. Yeah. Uh, and I know you watch, but you're, I am. you're I'm a little, so behind. You're a little behind. behind. Uh, this show this week got very weird and very controversial. Um if you're like not chill with any spoilers, then tune out now. But there's some weird uh, Hitler stuff that's going on. Okay. And, and we're doing kind of a similar to the Joker, making somebody feel, uh, making people feel sympathy for the Joker. We're kind of doing that with Hitler on the show. Uh, Whoa, and brave. I know that some people are not digging it anymore. What I will say is that there, not that this makes it better or worse, but there are uh, part of the team are Jewish creators and part of oh. the t- and they have acknowledged that this is a weird move and I'm trusting that they know what they're, where yeah, they're going with this. Gotta be an end game. Uh, and also uh, keep in mind it's comic books and it's weird and nobody is trying to make the statement that you should sympathize with Hitler. So I've seen a lot of weird comments on that. Uh, I love the show. It's a weird move. In Preacher Retrust, I'm sticking with it uh-huh. and we'll see how this works out. <laughs> Wow. That was my quick comment on Preacher. Well, lastly, let's close out with a quote from Patty Jenkins. Um, This should have been earlier in the show, but it happens to be here. Either way, it's her talking about the Wonder Woman sequel. And I quote, The greatest thing about making this movie was the fact that you're really building the Wonder Woman that we all love, but not until the end of the movie. The most exciting thing about the sequel is literally seeing her loose in the world now, living those classic stories. Here's Wonder Woman and what can she do? It should be a totally different movie, but a grand and now a full-blown Wonder Woman in the world. And hell yeah. So you like ending with Wonder Woman more than Hitler. I agree with that. Yeah, it's just, yeah. You know, it's just a good call. I think. Uh, yeah. Going with our love over hate theme, I think maybe that's that's a good... Yep. I just realized I'm going to have a Brenton Thwaites action figure one day. Cool. Wow. Ah! 
Good for I'm you. Gonna end We're on ending that. on a happy yeah. note. Cool, cool. Good thought. <laughs> All right, okay. Johnny, get us out of here. <laughs> all right, let's all put ourselves over. We're at DC Movies SK on Twitter, Facebook.com slash DC Movies SK. Elena Jordan, go. You guys can find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan and on Instagram at that Elena Jordan girl. I'm Roxy Stryer. You can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. And don't forget, now that we're free, all you bitches can do this. I know you can't. Right. Watch. TV fights. We're on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Go to Screen Junkies News YouTube channel. If you're a big Game of Thrones fan, we did a whole Game of Thrones fight this past week. That was epic, so go check that out. And tell him you tweet him. Tell him you want me back on there. Yeah, tweet him. Did he, did he not respond? No. I'll text him after this. God's sake. Ricky Middlesworth. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Ricky Middlesworth if you like wedding photos and such. Uh, buy Johnny's album. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. You're too much. Uh, Quastoalbum.com. You can get it on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play. And um, yeah, really excited. I just submitted my album to Pandora today, so fingers crossed, y'all. Cool. Um, but yes, yeah, Quastoalbum.com. We'd love you for it. And uh, I'm coming to Detroit in November, and I forget what other stand-up dates, but I, we'll get to them eventually. Adam Gertler, at Adam Gertler, Mike Kalinowski, at Mike Kalinowski, and you'll see plenty more of them next week. Thanks for watching, guys. Thanks for listening. We love you. We'll see you next week. Did she just call From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.